Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. All right. Shit is bananas right now. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Somebody recently asked me, what do you do when you're doing all of the things, you're practicing all of the tools, but things still feel really intense? And honestly, this is where NED de-stress comes in for me. It is part of my daily routine right now. It's a certified organic formula, full spectrum hemp with CBG, CBD, and also ashwagandha. So it really helps to calm down the body and soothe down anxiety. If you need some support right now, fortify your stress response and get 15% off Ned's de-stress blend with code FUNK, go to helloned.com forward slash FUNK or enter code FUNK at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. Thank you as always, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering myself and our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Hello out there. Um, (laughs) I'm panting a little bit because I was just listening to music to get me pumped up for today's episode because I wanted to get in the energy of what I'm about to talk about, which is kind of the name of the game of today's show. Today is going to be a show for business owners and entrepreneurs. You know, I love to sprinkle in these strictly biz episodes from time to time because I love talking shop. I love talking entrepreneurship. It's so exciting to me. I just love it. Um, And it's important that I stay talking about things that are exciting five years into this podcast. (laughs) Otherwise, it it becomes less fun and nobody wants that. But what's been super funny um, is that while obviously the majority of my audience are not coming here to listen to me talk about business, a lot of folks who are not business owners end up benefiting from these episodes. I thought that's just kind of an interesting thing. So maybe you stick around for this, even if you don't run your own show. Um, Official announcement, very exciting. The Functional Nutrition Academy enrollment is officially open. So those of you who have been waiting, we are good to go. It is go time. Functional Nutrition Academy is my 14-month practitioner training program. It was recently referred to as three programs in one. We've got robust education. We've got clinical mentorship, which is huge, super important. And then we have the business mentorships and trainings upwards of 40 hours of that. And this program really gets clinicians and practitioners confident enough to start a private practice 
or expand what they're already doing. It's not everybody's goal to leave their full-time salaried gig and go off and run their own show, but a lot of people end up doing that um, because that is a goal for some folks. So this builds up the clinical skill set, the clinical confidence, and then I'm just all about the pep rally. So you get a bi-weekly pep talk from yours truly. <laughs> I can't help myself. And um, yeah, people just sink their teeth in. So very exciting. We're enrolling a new cohort. We're constantly adding new curriculum to the program. And that is going to include, drumroll please, the upcoming live five-day course I'm teaching called The Energetics of Expansion. So we'll be talking social media visibility. We'll be talking business growth and entrepreneurial expansion, just like growing your stuff. Um, So if you enroll, in FNA by August 12th, we're doing a little VIP early bird access so you get to attend that live, that course live. You also get immediate access to what we call the pre-work, which is like you get to dive into FNA a little bit early and you get an invitation to our August masterclass. So every month I invite uh, like a, a leading thought leader in the health and wellness space or in the business space. And in August, Dr. Mark Pimentel himself is coming. I am like... I am humbled that he's teaching for FNA, and he's going to be doing a Q&A for SIBO and IBS. So uh, we'll be talking uh, research, testing, and treatment options. So you get to attend that live. You get to sit in the virtual room with Pimentel himself. Very exciting. So get your booty enrolled, and we can get started. Um, now, a lot of non-practitioners, so FNA is for practitioners, right? But a lot of non-practitioners have asked me how they can get in on my entrepreneurial teachings because I've been talking about it for, you know, quite some time now. And I've built a business, so I like to think I kind of know what I'm doing in this department. Um, up into this point, all of my trainings have been funneled into FNA, but I'm doing something that I've never done before. And I'm opening up this course, The Energetics of Expansion, to the public. So here's how it's going to go down. There will be five live taught modules, and I'm going to teach them pretty much over the course of a week. Monday, August 15th, Tuesday, August 16th, Wednesday, August 17th, Thursday, August 18th, back to back to back to back. And I'm going to do it at noon, my time, Eastern time. Um, That's just because it's impossible to find a time that works for everybody. So I just found a time that worked for me. So it actually gets done. And then we're going to come back and meet as a group on the following Monday, August 22nd for a Q&A session and a breathwork session. So we're going to be doing breathwork and a guided hypnosis for your goals, visibility, and growth. There's, and that will be in the evening uh, at 5 p.m. just because, 5 p.m. Eastern time, just because trying to do breath work in the middle of the day on a Monday is a little wonky. <laughs> so we'll also have a community forum. Obviously, not everybody is going to be able to attend these classes live. So the replay will be immediately available to you. With this purchase, you also get the Energetics of Being Seen course, which is a $222 value. I uh, only taught this. I only made this available for FNA students, and it was so good. I'm going to talk about it in a second um, that I want to make it available to others. And you also get the Boundaries course for free. And that's another $222 value just because everything that I'm going to teach in this five-day course is going to build on some of those principles. So you'll get, when you purchase this, you'll get lifetime access to it. So you can watch, you know, and apply these things over time. Now, all 
current FNA students and those in the graduate membership will get this. This is part of FNA. I'm creating this curriculum for FNA. And again, you know, early bird access if you sign up by August 12th. But for those interested outside of FNA, you can also purchase it. Now, I think in order to kind of drill into exactly what I'm going to teach, it's easier to explain what it's not. So I want to be really clear what this is not. It's not some formulaic cookie cutter, how to build a business in a box situation. Honestly, that's, it's not how I get down. It's not how, what I would ever teach because how can I teach on something I haven't done? That's not the way I built, built my business. This is not a, like a how-to playbook. I do have a lot of the how-to stuff within the FNA curriculum. So like how to write great copy, creating brand identity, how to create your own online program, how to grow a business when you're working full-time, attracting your ideal clients, all that jazz, like the how-to stuff. Um, but what I'm not doing, this, this five-day course is not trying to condense 14 months of curriculum into five days, right? I want to be clear that that's not what we're doing. As just an aside for those listening, especially if you're seeking out any type of continuing education, the reason that the school is 14 months is that modules build on each other. This is so important to me. Um, you know, I think I look at like this piecemeal education where it's like, oh, I learned hormones over here and then I learned about the gut over there and I learned about hepatic biotransformation over here. But the reality of the situation, it's all one body and I, I just... This fragmented, compartmentalized approach to health, it's not serving us. Healthcare is so specialized. I think about what Gabor Mate said when the body says no. He said, the more specialized doctors become, then the more they know about a body part or an organ and the less they tend to understand the human being in whom that part or organ resides. And the way that I practice and the way that I teach clinicians to practice is to really see the humanity, really treat the person as a whole, not as this like compartmentalized approach. And I just feel like piecemealing these trainings doesn't really help to bring it all together. And if you can't bring it all together, you have a hard time helping people. So that's that for the education modules, but even the business concepts kind of build on each other. Today, in today's episode, I'm going to teach you my visibility pyramid framework. And you'll see what I mean when I say concepts kind of build on each other. A lot of us just try to like jump to the top and skip steps. And that creates flaky and shaky results at best. So we have to take it from the ground floor and build up. So that's what the name of today's game is all about. I'm going to teach you that framework. So again, this is new content that I'm adding to FNA, but you will, you have the option if you're not in FNA to purchase it. So let's talk about who it's for. If you are somebody who has reached out to me about one-on-one business mentorship, but it was out of your price range, this is for you if you listen to the podcast and you're like, I love her vibe. If you are inspired by what I've built and you want to build something similar, if you're like, oh, I wish I could have her as a mentor and like kind of get into the brain of how she did this. If you want to know how I built my business from the ground up as a solopreneur, Um, I hit my uh, six figures as a company of one before I even did my first hire. And then I quickly hit multiple six figures the following year. This year is my first seven figure year, which is very exciting. And I want to flex on myself. I think it's really important to do that on a public platform, especially when I'm speaking to women entrepreneurs and women business owners, because because only 2% of women owned 
businesses, so female founders, break the million-dollar mark. 30%, only 30% of businesses in the U.S. are owned by women. And those owned by men are 3.5 times more likely to reach that million-dollar threshold. So for me, it's kind of like I didn't realize this was available to me until I saw proof that it could be available to me. So I want to put, I know it makes people uncomfortable to talk about money. If that's you, stay tuned to next week's episode because I'm going to get into it. Um, But I like to, you know, like put this on blast. So you see what's available to you. I started my business from nothing by myself and I have grown it into a seven-figure business. And I'm even going to claim multiple seven-figures for next year. Because why not? Why not? Right? Let's just put it out there. Anyway, the, the way that I had this growth is what I'm going to teach in this, in this, uh, this class, this five-day course. And it doesn't, like, you don't have to have a goal of growing a million-dollar business in order to attend. All of these principles apply whether you're just starting out or you're trying to increase what you're doing or you're just trying to be seen, get more vis- visible. It all applies. I didn't, I didn't build this based off of anyone's strategy. This is so important to understand. Uh, and this is what I'm going to talk about a little bit in today's show and then also you know, in the course, but I was focusing on my own energy. And I'm going to use the word energy a lot today. So I want to give you my definition of it, what this means to me. It means knowing myself. It means understanding myself, understanding my needs, recognizing that my needs matter. (gasps) Shock of all shocks. My needs matter. Understanding what feels good to me, what feels good to my nervous system, and then doing those things that keep me in my energy, doing it in my life, doing it in my business, doing it in my marketing, all of it. So this includes subconscious belief work, mindset, brain rewiring, nervous system support, and yeah, even some like quantum field law of attraction type shit. And you know, sometimes I'm like embarrassed to talk about that because I'm always like, oh, people are going to think that I'm like, I don't, I, it, I worry that it like delegitimizes me, but I'm also like, fuck it. Look at what I've built. I'm legit. I'm too legit to quit. But if I, the, the, the deal is, it's like, if I'm going to be transparent, if I'm going to promise to reveal how I built this, then I have to be honest about how I built this. And that's honestly a really big part of it. And I invested in my own coaches. I invested in my own mentors. And my coaches and mentors are all about mindset, changing my mind, changing my thought patterns, changing my energy, getting in alignment with what I want to create and being able to do it my way. So that's what I'm going to teach. And of course, there's strategy involved. There kind of has to be. But what I would tell you is that strategy goes out the window the second my energy is in misalignment. And that's why you can see two people doing the exact same strategy and getting different results. We'll talk about that a little bit. But, you know, you might you might see one of your peers doing the exact same strategy that you're doing. And you're like, why does it work for them and not for me? This is where energy comes into the mix. Strategy ain't got shit on energy. And so this is where my expansion comes from. This is how I lead my team. This is how we continue to grow. So if you're looking for, I just want to make sure that you get what you need. If you're looking for someone to give you the step-by-step cookie cutter approach to building your business, I ain't your girl. This is not the program because I didn't do it cookie cutter. Those exist. 
you know? So do you, if that's what you need, great. Recognize your needs. There's an abundance of them that you can find out there. But if you want to know how I did it based on my terms, based on the shit you all have been asking me for, for the past four, five years, that's what I can teach you. So that's what I'm going to do in this course. It's how I built my business beyond what I thought possible. That's kind of what I mean by expansion. It's not just like growth. It's not just financial growth. It's not just like growth of your audience. It's kind of like growing past the ceilings that I've set for myself. Like the self-perceived ceilings that I have. I'm getting like a little choked up. I didn't think I would get emotional talking about this. Like I had set caps on myself, on what I could do, on what was available to me. And I've fucking blew right through those. And this is how I, and I, I want that for others. I want that for my FNA students. Badly. I want it badly. And I want that for, for you guys, if you're, you know, if you're doing your business thing. Um, so it does, it's, it's just making an impact be beyond my wild, wildest dreams, making an income beyond what I thought possible, creating jobs. Like there is such a sense of pride that I get when I think about the fact that I've been able to grow a business that provides full-time jobs for people that like they like, <laughs> you know, where they get to take care of themselves. Like that's so important to me. So we're going to talk about visibility, social media growth strategies, business expansion, and doing it all on your terms. And today we're going to kind of lay out a framework to work within. So even if you decide that FNA is not right for you, or you don't want to do this program, I can, we can kind of like dip your toe in to the shallow end of the pool with today's discussion, because there's, there's a lot of good stuff here. Um, the way that this kind of got started or how I started thinking about this, well, number one, I created mental white space, hugely important. This is how ideas downloaded to me. This is 75 pages of content. (laughs) that I didn't have uh, like a few weeks ago. So I created mental white space. We're going to talk about this because this is where your creation energy like can come a knocking. And um, I was like, oh, here it comes. Here comes the next thing. Can't wait to teach it. But it also was triggered by, and I don't mean triggered in a bad way. It was like tripwired by um, the fact that I went viral. So I know I mentioned this on a recent podcast, but um, I, a reel of mine where I was talking about making nut milk went viral and, um, gosh, I don't know how many views it has now. Let me look. Cause I have my phone in my hand. 8.7 million views. Okay. That's casual, <laughs> a cool 8.7 million. Um, uh, but it has brought in over like 75,000 people to my Instagram. So, whoa, whoa, that's a lot for the nervous system to handle. <laughs> But this is what I want to share with you, my podcast listeners, because I think this is so cool. And if you're into synchronicities and, you know, energy and stuff, you're going to, you're going to love this. So I was going through, um, some old podcast content and this is when I realized this. So a year ago, back in June, 2021. Okay. So almost a year ago or I mean a year ago, um, I sat down to record a podcast about the science of fear. And I ended up recording that eventually, episode 161, How Fear Affects the Body and the Brain. It was a really good episode, if I do say so myself. Um, But what I ended up, because I get into like kind of a creative zone when I'm creating podcast uh, material, and I started writing about my fears. And I was like, oh, this took a turn. (laughs) The plot thickens. And I was saying, I was admitting that 
a desire of mine was to grow my audience because I'm like, look, I put so much work into these podcasts. I know that they really help people. Why not have more people? Why not? And then my subconscious was like, I'll tell you why not. (laughs) Take a seat, bitch. I'll tell you exactly why not. And I had this laundry list of fears that came up about being seen. And so I, that episode that I recorded was 159, cancel culture, online illusions, and the fears that hold you back. And so, okay, that was June, 2021. And then the next 10 months, I am, I don't, I don't, once I identify a problem, I'm like, okay, let's solve it. I don't like to kind of just like, I don't know, argue for my own limitations, I guess. So I'm not just going to let fears sideline me. I'm going to be like, oh, I've identified the fears. Now let's do the inner work to clear them. So the next 10 months, exactly what I did. Um, all the, you know, all the conscious fears that I was aware of and then the subconscious beliefs that were keeping those fears alive. And in April, April 1st, 2022, not an April Fool's joke, cheesy dad joke, um, I taught the energetics of being seen. So I distilled all of these lessons down and put it into a masterclass that I only made available to the FNA students at the time. Remind, remind, ugh, remember, if you purchase this course that I'm going to teach in a couple of weeks, you will get access to that. And two months after that, a year after I recorded that original podcast, <laughs> I went viral. And I just think, like June, 2022, like a year later, it was almost like I was like opening up a portal and I was like, universe, I'm ready to receive. And it's like, you need to do some work first. And I'm like, okay, I'll do the work. And then bam, (laughs) bam. Um, so I am really going to kind of outline the specific strategies that I used. And some of these are energy strategies. In fact, most of them are, but, um, I think it's a really, this is going to be one of the modules because there was quite an experience. And I was really surprised by the amount of people that reach out to me to say like, oh, I'm so terrified of going viral, like business owners or people that had gone viral and was like, I have PTSD from it. It was a horrible experience. I couldn't handle it. It's like, we asked for this big growth, but it's like, are we really ready to receive the growth when it comes in? And that's what I practiced for a solid year. And I'm going to talk about all of that. And like just very, there was a a process, both practical and emotional, that I kind of took to navigate that. Um, And so I'm going to share that with you. I don't want to get into the details too much here just because we're going to run out of time. I have a lot to say today, a lot, lot, lot. So when I, I did post a question sticker on Instagram. And I think I'll do another one soon, um, just in case. I'm going to do a part two next week because I know I'm going to run out of time to get to everything today. Um, so when I come back, you know, maybe I'll answer some more, some more questions, riff on some more business-related topics. Um, but one of the, I kind of was like, what's your biggest struggle in business? And somebody wrote in and said, being more visible yet staying grounded. So the way that this is written kind of tells me that this person, and by the way, I don't think this is unique to this person. I think a lot of us have this fear or this um, uncertainty around visibility that we won't be able to kind of like stay anchored into who we are. This, The way that this is written tells me that somehow you're nervous that growth and expansion will untether you. Maybe you've seen it play out somewhere. Maybe it's happened in your own life. And 
we really have to like tease out what does visibility mean to you? And what are the fears that are associated with you being seen on a bigger platform, on a bigger space? You know, what are the potential downsides of exposure? And we have to unpack, we have to really dive into the meat of that, ask where did those beliefs come from? Why do I feel this way? Where have I seen this play out? Before we can open up the doorway to being seen more. So the visibility pyramid is a framework that I have created. Who doesn't love a good framework? And oh gosh, I wish I could share a, uh, an infographic with you. How about this? On the day that I release this episode, I'll post it in my story. So go to my stories and you can see the visibility pyramid. But now I'm just going to describe it to you with my words. <laughs> so hopefully I do a good job. Think of a pyramid at the base we have like kind of like a, you know, we have like the biggest bar and this kind of builds each bar, each step subsequently builds on the next one. So the bottom is your craft. Okay. I'm going to get into, I'm going to drill into all of these in just a moment. From there, we have confidence. Ooh, you're already like, oh, that one stings. Confidence. That's hard. And it's at the bottom. So it's kind of a big deal. Then we have energetics. Then we have sharing. And what I mean by sharing is kind of like being able to promote yourself, being able to sell your products, being able to tell other people what you do. And then from there at the very top of the pyramid, that little triangle at the top is visibility. This is your business expansion. This is your social media growth. This is your financial growth. And um, even if you're not interested in uh, uh, social media growth, This all applies, by the way, to everything else in your business too. And so what we tend to do is we tend to think that once success hits and for the sake, you know, we, there are many ways to define success and I encourage you to figure out what your definition of success is. It's one of the very first practices that we do in f and I'm like, what does success mean to you? Uh, because everybody has different goals and different benchmarks and we have to drill into yours because we can't kind of project my version, my vision of success onto somebody else. But for the sake of today's conversation, success means visibility, growth, and expansion, okay? Just for today. So we think that once we get that, once we get the visibility, once we get the growth, once we get the expansion, once we get the success, that's what validates us. And this is then how we increase our confidence. But the reality is success only amplifies what is already there. So if you struggle with a sense of self, if you struggle with confidence, if you have a lot of self-doubts, if you have a lot of fears, success is going to amplify those. Being seen is going to amplify those. Going viral is going to make those bigger. If you have any subconscious fears around success, it's kind of like the Marianne Williamson quote, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, as women, pretty common. We have some real fucked up energy around power, uh, around money, uh, around being seen. So you better believe I'm going to unpack that. Um, so what I'm saying is we can't wait. We can't be like, oh, once the success comes, 
then I'm going to validate myself. Then I'm going to have the confidence. Then I'm going to, you know, get rid of this imposter syndrome. Oh no, we do the work now. We don't wait until we have the success. And this is what happens when we skip steps on the pyramid. You know, people want to jump right up to the tippity top. I want to, I want to make more money. I want to be visible. I want, I want to go viral. I want expansion and growth and all the things. But when we skip steps, it becomes like wonky at best. Or we can call it in, but we have a really hard time holding on to it. Have you ever had like a real big business success? Like maybe you sold out a program or maybe you did go viral or maybe, you know, you made a lot of money or like something happened and you're like, this is my goal and I hit it and then all hell broke loose. (laughs) It's happened to me. It's because I skipped steps because I didn't do the work along the way. So let's talk about the work. We'll take it from the bottom floor. Craft. This is honing your craft. It's kind of the obvious place to start. Your craft, whether you're in the service industry or you create products, it is the foundation of what you do. So get good at what you do. This, you know, if if you are in the service industry, get good at your service. If you create products, create a really good product. And this is what F&A is all about. And honestly, why I started it because uh, folks were asking me to mentor them and I would be in meetings and realize like, oh, okay, like the craft is the problem. Like we have to really focus on like how you do this. Um, And in fact, when people, you know, I don't get this anymore, but I used to get all of the time. Can I pick your brain? Like how did, how did you build what you built? I started with my craft. I've been very honest and vocal about that. I I wasn't like, I'm going to be the best marketer ever. It was, I'm going to get really good at what I do. I worked on being the best clinician I could be. I invested in continuing education. I invested in clinical mentorship. I invested in communities and masterminds. So I always had a support system when I didn't know what to do. I always had like a, a hammock of support to fall back into. Side note, this did take me a lot of time and admittedly money. Uh, It was a lot of investment. So that's kind of why I tried to abbreviate and condense that time and investment for you in F&A, where you get to learn from my wins and my mistakes. It's kind of one of the benefits of having a mentor in business is like, you're like, tell me, tell me all the ways you, you did well and tell me all the ways you messed it up. So we can kind of like hyperspeed this thing. I don't have to, I don't have to make all of the mistakes, you know, go through all of the trials and tribulations that you did. Uh, But this was the foundation. Honing my craft was the foundation for me for real. So you got to do that. But, 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 but if you only focus on your craft, it's easy to get stuck on the ground floor. You can be so great at what you do, but if nobody knows what you do or how you can help, how do you grow, right? How do you expand? So we have to take our craft, get really good at it, and then get confident with the fact that we're really good at it. We have to get confident with the fact that we can't, in fact, help other people. So that's why the next rung up, the next step up is confidence. And I think in order to really, I I get a lot of questions about confidence. Like, how do you get confident? I think it starts by understanding why we collectively struggle with our confidence, especially as women in business, especially as women talking about money and women in power. And I'm going to, we're going to have a whole module on this because it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot of big stuff. And I think if we can kind of like clear the weeds 
you know, away a little bit, we can start to see, okay, what is more of like a collective story that has been put on me and what is actually my stuff? Because I, once I recognize, oh, this is more of like a societal thing or like a collective storyline, I'm like, I can kind of just, or like, I can be done with that really easy. Like, oh, I don't want that. You don't, don't put your story on me. I can just brush that away. And then I can just deal with what is mine. Um, this is where self-importance comes in. And that is a concept that I probably won't have un- time to unpack today, but I'll definitely, if I don't have time, I promise to come back next week. This is a biggie because self-importance, it's not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is. And it's, you have to have self-importance if you want your business to grow. So stay tuned for next week. I'm going to unpack that. I'm like rubbing my hands together. I'm so excited, but I don't think I'll have time to get into it. So we kind of, this comes in into this conversation, but I think about confidence as self-trust, the ability to trust myself, the ability to trust in my own investments, the ability to trust that even if I go for this and it falls flat on it and I fall flat on my face, I can still pick myself up and keep on going. Um, Rachel, who was in my very first FNA cohort, and she is now very excited to announce, coming to work for the functional nutritionist full-time. She's been working for me for a little over a year, but now we have her as a full-time employee. I am giddy just saying this. Um, she sent me an email, like a screenshot of her email uh, from two years ago. She's like, I'm cleaning up emails. And I just saw this and it was her enrollment email to the FNA. And I'm like, oh my God, how much can change in two years? But it made me a little bit sentimental because um, I almost didn't do it um, because the imposter syndrome was so real. Who am I to start a school? Who am I to do this? This is a huge project. Like, do I, can, do I really have what it takes to pull this off? But I trusted myself to go for it. I had a strike when the iron is hot, right? I had the idea, I had to put it into action and I trusted myself. And I say this because I want to normalize the fear and the self-doubt. It is not a sign, if you're doubting yourself or you're feeling afraid, it's not a sign that you're doing the wrong thing. In fact, the times when I feel the bigger, the biggest imposter syndrome is right before I'm about to make a big leap or take a next big step. And so... If instead of judging or like shutting yourself down, oh, I feel fear, we're not doing this and taking yourself out of the game before it even begins, instead of um, kind of like judging the stuff that comes up, oh my God, why am I afraid? Oh my God, why am I doubting myself? Oh, what's wrong with me? Instead of that, if we can just kind of step back and watch our behaviors and watch our patterns, it becomes so much easier for us to be like, oh, okay, this is the part when I do this. This is the time when I do this. Oh, I'm feeling imposter syndrome. Oh, oh my gosh, it must be because I'm about to make a big leap. You know, it's like leaping from being a big fish in a little pond to a little fish in a big pond. Is that, did I say that right? You know what I mean, right? That's when I feel the most whoop, imposter syndrome coming up. And then I make the leap and I reground myself and I feel better. But I, I can do that and I can, I can not let it like sideline me because I recognize, oh, this is part of my pattern. And uh, I was talking to one of my coaches recently and uh, we were talking about this concept of launch am- amnesia. Like you forget how hectic launches are because so if you ever launch, I know I'm talking to business owners here. So if you've ever done a launch and it's like you open the car and people join, it's like, yay. And then it's crickets it's freaking crickets. And then at the very end, everybody signs up 
You know, it's like you have a big push and then nothing and a big push. And in that middle nothingness, it you're just like free falling into like the unknown. And it's the worst feeling, so much anxiety. And you're like, everybody hates me. Everybody hates me. Why did I do this? This is so stupid. <laughs> you feel so bad for yourself. But it's like you can remember, right? You can be like, oh, this is the part in the launch when, and you just get to uh, normalize that. And I will say perfectionism can really muck this whole process up. Uh, perfectionism is something that will sideline you and we can't do that to ourselves. So we got to talk about that a lot in the course. Now, I just said something about striking while the, while the iron is hot. I just reread, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. It came out in 2015 and I read it right when it came out. And then I just reread it last week, seven years later. Oh my gosh. I felt like I was reading it through a new set of eyes. It was so cool. But um, I've always loved the way that she talked. This is like my biggest takeaway from the book is the way she talks about ideas, how ideas work. And she says that ideas are a disembodied energetic life form. Ideas are driven by a single impulse to be made manifest. And the only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. I believe, she says, that inspiration will always try its best to work with you. But if you're not ready or available, it may indeed choose to leave you and to search for a different human collaborator. Is anybody raising their hand and then like, it me? I've had practitioners, I've had business owners who told me, well, I had the idea to do this thing, but I was too afraid to do it, or I was too nervous to do it, or I was too busy, or it wasn't perfect enough, I didn't blah, 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 blah. So I didn't do it, and then I saw somebody else do it, or I saw other people do it. Oh, it's the worst feeling. That's why it's like you got to strike while the iron is hot. I'm a big advocate for going ugly early. Just get it out there, figure it out. <laughs> get it out there and then you figure out the rest. That's exactly what I did with F&A. Do you know how much work it is to create a 14-month school? <laughs> it's insane. But I was like, I'm just going to start it and I'm just going to figure it out. Anyway, this is what I want you to hear. You have the option to do battle with your, let's call it your inspiration or your inner gift. Or you have the option to do battle with fear. Because usually when you feel inspired, usually when you get an idea, usually when you're trying to build something, guess what comes up with it? Fear. Hi. Oh, hello, old friend. So you have the option. They can't really coexist at the same time. So you have the option to either do battle with your fear and say, fear, not today. Take a back seat. Thanks for coming out, but I don't need you. Go ahead, get, out, get to stepping, get out of here. Or you can do that with your inspiration and then there goes your idea and then your creation never gets out into the world. What are you going to choose, right? What are you going to choose? So typically when I get inspired to do something, I'm going to choose to not do battle with that inspiration. I'm going to not argue for all of the reasons why I can't do it. And I'm going to argue for all of the reasons to go for it. And that's what I encourage you to do. You got to put those ideas, make those ideas manifest, get them out into the world. I'm going to briefly interrupt this conversation to highlight one of our show sponsors, BioCult. They're my probiotic of choice. It's a really broad spectrum probiotic, meaning it has lots of different strains. That's typically what I recommend as like a daily probiotic. Um, really good price point 
So you get, it's a good value for the product. It's a good price point. It's like around 30 bucks. Uh, the boosted is my favorite just because it's more potent than their regular. So you can check them out BioCult, And of course our discount codes, which you can find in the show notes. I'll make sure to get those in, in there for you, uh, does save you some monies. And got to shout out our longtime sponsor, Organifi, because of our recent travel and festivities. My family and I have been doubling down on Organifi's green juice. Personally, I love the crisp apple variety. I always bring the packets to share with me when I travel, especially if there's some shenanigans going on. Lots of antioxidant and detox support, which I personally find a lot of people need based off of lab tests that I see, but also just modern day life. Green juice has wheatgrass, moringa leaf, spirulina, chlorella, matcha, also has ashwagandha, beetroot, turmeric for more polyphenol antioxidant support. So if you've got someone in your family who doesn't love eating green veggies like my husband, this is a great option. You can save 20% off of your order. Head to Organifi.com forward slash funk. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash F-U-N-K to try their green juice. Be sure to use code funk to save 20%. All right, my athletes and my fitness freaks, are you getting enough electrolytes? You kind of need them. They're kind of a big deal. You lose a lot through sweat, but just don't be replacing them with any of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no fillers, no yuck. You need Element. It's not only delicious and wicked convenient, mixes in water super easily, but it also contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. You can get a free sample pack. That's eight single-serve packets for free with any Element order when you go to drinkelement.com forward slash Funk, the deal's only available through my unique link to thank you for listening to the show, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com forward slash F-U-N-K. You can try it risk-free. All right, back to the show. A question that came in was, how do, a couple of questions, how do I stand out in a sea of providers? And somebody else said, how do I show up as an expert? And I think this is all in this confidence bucket. When you cultivate confidence and authenticity, you also cultivate authority. When you are able to like lock in that authenticity, this becomes the anecdote to imposter syndrome, by the way, because you recognize that there's only one you. So it's literally impossible to be an imposter of yourself, right? You get that did that just like blow up imposter? So when I when I when I click this into my <laughs> into my brain, click click click, I was like, oh, oh shit. So now when I feel imposter syndrome, I just recognize it as a sign, like I said, that I'm taking a big step rather than I'm like a shitbag crumb bum because that's not true. I'm me. Nobody else can be me. I show up and I be me. So if we can really really feel confident enough to kind of lock in that authenticity, we know that we are the leading authority on us. And that's pretty badass. You, there's a concept here that I, I don't know where I heard this. I don't know if this is like an old saying, but you must first receive your own medicine. This is so freaking true because there's a lot of people out there talking a really big game, but they don't practice what they preach. I've talked about this concept on the show before. And you kind of know, you feel that. You're like, mm, um. I remember years ago, 
I've told this story on the show before, so bear with me. Sometimes I retell stories. But I walked into a coffee shop and a friend of mine was sitting there and she was sitting across the table from a, with a woman that I didn't know. And she introduced me. This is years, like probably like eight years ago. And she said, oh, this is my friend Erin. She's a nutritionist and she really walks her talk. And I was like, what a, what a weird way to introduce somebody. Like that's kind of quirky. But then I realized like there's a lot of people in the food space. There's a lot of people in the wellness space who talk a big game, but really don't back up the words that are coming out of their mouth with the way that they live their life. There is a huge difference between comprehension and embodiment. Comprehension is I understand. I know, I'm pointing to my head, I know up here. I get it. Maybe you've read all the books. Maybe you've listened to the podcast. Maybe you're uber credentialed. But are you living your life according to that knowledge? That's the embodiment piece. And there's something about embodiment that demands authority that demands respect. This, there's something about it that make people heads, heads turn. And I think this is kind of an energetic thing of like, oh, they have that thing, right? And this is the, the God's honest truth. People will hire you because of who you are. Uh, I had a client recently who was like, listen, I know a lot about functional medicine. This was like our, our, final, our final appointment. This is what she said to me. It like was, you know, one of those tear, tearful goodbyes in the best way possible. She's like, I knew a lot about functional medicine. She had worked with a lot of like the high-end functional medicine doctors. And she's like, I, I read a lot. I know a lot. She said, it was just the way that you explain things actually got me to like understand what I needed to do and make the appropriate changes in my life. Somebody wrote about, wrote in about value proposition. How do we honor our value proposition? And this is it. This becomes you leading you, you being you, you taking your own medicine, you embodying the work, you being a living, breathing, walking representation of your work. That's it. That's your value proposition. And value proposition, by the way, is just like a fancy way of saying, like, what do you uniquely bring to the world? What do you offer to the world? What are the benefits? What are the value you can serve up to others? To me, it's like, this is who I am and this is why people should care. That's what value proposition is to me. You have to know you and you have to care about you in order for this to happen. By the way, that's these PS, that's the self-importance that I'm going to talk about next week, okay? And this also feeds into by the way like pricing your offers and all that all that good stuff. But this in my estimation is how you overcome the self-doubt that holds you back. The self-doubt that like keeps you from bringing your gifts out into the world. This is how you bring forth your creation, your offers, your programs to help more people. Cuz if you keep it all bottled up inside, nobody's going to know about it. You can't grow that way. You can't expand that way. You can't. That's like contracting it all because you don't have the confidence to share it with the world. So this, by the way, the, our, the last module that I'm going to teach in this, uh, the, the upcoming workshop is about just becoming a wellspring of unlimited creativity. I'm, I'm giddy with excitement to teach that one because it's so good. It's so good. But we have to, we have to knock out all the steps first. You know what I'm saying? 
Okay. And I get it. Like talking about confidence, like it's great in theory, but in practice, it's actually really hard because the world kind of does try to chip us down, you know, like little bit by little bit. Um, I have a, a way to reframe this, especially being going viral for two months has been an, an uh, daily practice in this, in recalibrating myself back to my confidence, back to my authenticity, back to my, my own inner authority. Um, and doing some neural rewiring, kind of like expecting, you know, changing what I expect to see. So then what I see changes. And when I do that, people are so kind. It's not like a shit show, to be honest with you. It really hasn't been a shit show, but I've done a lot of work to make it not a shit show. That's what I'm going to teach in the course too, because that's a, that's a biggie. Um, but we do have to recognize like where our personal power is being drained, where it's being zapped away and how that's hurting our business, because it is, um, Here's an example. I'm trying to give like real world examples of like shit I've worked through in my own just to one, normalize it and be like, everybody feels this way. Like there's nothing wrong with you. You're not bad or broken. Everybody feels this way. The people that are, you know, that are able to grow and expand beyond that are the people that like have practices and tools in place. Um, So I realized that one of my fears. I was kind of purposely keeping myself small because I was so worried about somebody saying, who does she think she is? To be clear, nobody's ever said that to me. So I don't know why that was the thing, but that was the thing. I was like, well, if I do this, if I really say this, people are going to be like, who does she think she is? Um, So I had to sit with this and I journaled on it. And I was like, all right, well, who do I think I am? you know, why don't we start there? I'm worried about what other people think, but the most important relationship I have is the one to myself. So who do I think I am? And I sat down and I wrote, I think, this is especially true when like people start asking you to do like paid work for free and work for exposure. And like, you used to be available for this. Why aren't you available for this anymore? We'll talk about it next week more. But I sat down and and I said, I think that I am someone who has cultivated self-respect despite the world telling me not to. I think that I am someone who has helped thousands of people change their health and their life and their businesses and their relationships and get pregnant and, and, and. And therefore, because of that, I understand the value of my work. I value my work. I do. I am someone who kept going even when others didn't see my vision. I am someone who is unwilling to sacrifice my mental and physical health in order to say yes to every ask. I basically pep rallied myself. (laughs) This is important in business and entrepreneurship. And I'm going to go out on a limb and take take a guess that you're probably really good at cheerleading your friends on, right? And giving them little pep talks and pep rallies. The practice of cultivating confidence necessitates that you can do this for yourself too, right? Start practicing it now. I had to take that fear, flip it and reverse it and be like, oh, wait a second. I know exactly who I am. So it doesn't really matter what other box people try to shove me in because I know who I am and I can stand in that. And I can be confident with that. Um, Even when people don't like my confidence, I don't give a fuck, you know? 
I want to trust myself. I fought like hell to get here. You know, I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to be worried about what every, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry has to say about me. So if you don't like my confidence, you can go. I have no problem with that. Get to step in, be out, you know, but I'm going to do me. I'm going to just maintain this confidence because it feels really good. And that is available to everybody listening here too. Everybody, I promise everybody, 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 everybody. Okay. Um, one of the, like the bigger themes, we're still on the confidence step, by the way. It's a big one. It's a doozy. <laughs> um, one of the bigger themes of the questions that came in was, where do you find your clients? How do you find your clients? Finding the right clients, finding your audience. So it seems like people are on a real quest out there in the world, looking around for clients. This is not how I go about things. I, I truly believe, and because what we believe we tend to see in our reality, I truly believe that when I am authentically me, when I'm like living out my medicine, so to speak, that creates a type of magnetism and that attracts the exact right people to me. So I, re- I have referred to it as egg wisdom. I got this concept from Kate Northrup, which I believe got this concept from her mom. And um, I was trying to describe it to somebody. Actually, I was, I was at a training in, in May um, with a bunch of other practitioners. And I was, they were like, what do you mean you don't sell in your DMs? What do you mean you don't, you don't, what do you mean you don't do discovery calls? What do you mean you have sales pages? What do you mean that's how you sell? They like couldn't wrap their head around how I, how, how I like just offer my products, which is to say like, hi, this is what I'm selling. Here's the sales page. You can read all about it. Extra, extra. Um, but I was like, oh, well, it's like egg wisdom. You know, like I'm the egg, right? And they just find me. Like the sperm find the egg. It's like the egg doesn't have to like worry. She just knows that they're going to find her. <laughs> People were like, what the, what are you talking about? <laughs> So then like a few, a couple months later, I heard it described in a different way, a different analogy, which is the lighthouse analogy. So I think this is perhaps better received. The lighthouse doesn't move. The lighthouse just stands there and shines bright. The ships are all out lost at sea looking for their light. They're like, I have a problem. I can't see. The lighthouse is like, here I am, here I am. And they're like, great, great. That's the solution to my problem. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to go get to that lighthouse right? That's kind of, and I know that what I'm talking about here is more of an energy thing, but it is built on confidence. I am confident that my work helps people. And so I can rest in that confidence and I don't have to go searching for people all over the place. I don't have to go searching in DMs. I don't have to like do anything like weird in order to like get a sale. I can just be like, here's the offering. That's your problem. Oh, okay. This one, this will probably solve your problem. Does that sound good to you? Okay. Neat. Um, so I would say that I'm not looking for people. I'm just like really standing in my own energy, really kind of taking my own medicine and talking about that. And then people find me. Um, so we can talk about that in the course as well. So that leads me to the next step, which is energetics. And this is definitely the woo, but as you know, it's how I run my business. It's mindset. It's aligning conscious desires with subconscious beliefs. This is a big, important one that we have to unpack. Um, Conscious desires are like the thing that, like if I said, what do you want? The thing that you'd be able to tell me, like, I want this, I want, I want bigger business growth or whatever. 
subconscious beliefs are the things that you're not aware of. And these beliefs usually get formed early on. They get formed based on our experiences, based on our interactions with the world. And it's the subconscious beliefs that really run the show. They really run the program. And so we have to, if, if we're saying, I want this, I want this, I want this, and we're not getting that thing, typically speaking, there's some type of subconscious beliefs that are kind of in, uh, in misalignment with the conscious belief. So we have to bring them online. We have to get them talking to each other. We have to get them connecting. And that's part of the energy work. Now, the old paradigm in business is that strategy gets you results. So everybody's looking for the one right strategy, the one right lead magnet, the one right sales funnel, the one right perfect offer. Is it four months or is it six months? I'm saying that to somebody special. I hope she got a a little chuckle out of that. But the one right strategy, you got to do the right strategy. That's what gets you the results in business. But again, I ask you, why can some people do the same strategy and not get the same results. That has everything to do with the energy behind the strategy. So we have to blend these two things up in business. So that's why I'm not all about the one right way to do anything. Um, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe that. It's interesting to me because like, especially in the health and wellness space, we'll have people being like, there's no one right diet. There's no one right supplement protocol. Like everybody's unique. Everybody's different. But then when it comes to business, we're like, tell me the one thing I'm supposed to be doing. Am I doing it right? Is that the thing? Is that the one thing? Is that the one thing? It's like, well, the same principles apply to business (laughs) that you can apply to your health, which is you got to do what's right for you. So much of what I do during a launch. So launch is like the, the period between when you open the cart when you say like, come in and buy my thing. And then when you close the cart and you're like, it's all gone. Um, that's a launch period. And so much of what I do during that is overcome my limiting beliefs to get in the energy and then stay in the energy of what I'm trying to attract. Recalibrating daily, legitimately daily, every day, every day to like hold the frequency of what I'm trying to call in. So this is what I mean where it can get like a little bit woo-woo and out there, but I promise that I would tell you the truth and I'm kind of like sick and tired of like hiding this kind of stuff. So here it comes. Um, Now, mind you, I'm still doing all the strategy stuff. I'm writing the emails, I'm posting, I'm podcasting. Hello there, I'm podcasting right now. I'm telling the people, but I'm doing it from a place of aligned energy. And I see my most important job as keeping myself aligned. This means I feel good. My nervous system feels safe and supported. I feel grounded. I feel centered. I feel like I am worthy, like I'm a match for what I'm trying to call in. And I have very specific practices to do this, to keep myself. Like I said earlier, it's like my, when it comes to business, my most important relationship is my relationship with myself. And I honor that fiercely. That means the second something feels out of missile that feels out of alignment or in misalignment, it has to go. So you have, so this is where things get really dicey. And my team can like, who's listening right now are probably like, oh yeah, this is a big one. This is a big one for her. Um, as soon as I'm like, I'm done with something, I'm like, okay, it's, it's out of alignment. We have to clear this out. Like we can't do this. I can't talk out of both sides of my mouth. You know what I mean? So we have to practice getting in alignment. And so- when something feels out of alignment, we have to like make exit strategies for that thing um, without being flaky, without being irresponsible, without operating outside of our integrity, of course. But 
And to be clear, when I'm talking about this, I it's not trying to bypass the hard feelings. It's not like good vibes only. It's not like high vibe and high five. Is that a saying? Is that a saying? High, high vibes and high fives. I can totally picture it like being on like a little, like a little poster that you'd get at Marshall's or something. Um, I'm going to make a mug and sell them on my website. Anyway, it's not that. It's, it's not, I'm not suggesting that you could only feel high vibes. It's acknowledging the hard feelings, right? The fear, the doubt. It's not bypassing those. It's like, oh, I feel that. I'm really feeling like, who am I to do this right now? But then also having the practices to move through them. But I will say, kind of like locking in this energy is so hard to do without confidence, right? We have to lock in the confidence. We have to be able to recalibrate back to confidence. Things will happen to kind of knock you off your axis, right? You'll get a weird uh, DM or a weird comment on your social media or like an, an email from a client and you're like, you just get a little bit shaky. So you have to have the tools to bring back that confidence, which is self-trust. Oh, I trust myself here. I know what I'm doing. I trust myself. If you can't do that, you're going to have a really hard time staying in your aligned energy. So again, with this pyramid, you see how each step builds on the last. So we're talking about energy and it's from this energy place, this aligned energy place that we can share our gifts. And I want to give you a very specific example. Uh, One of my former coaches was telling me about these two podcasts that he did. The first podcast was with a really, it was a big podcast audience. The second one was like kind of small. The first podcast, he had just gone through a breakup and he was saying that like he thought his girlfriend or his ex was going to be listening or somebody he was trying to date, something like that was going to be listening. And so he kind of was like, he wasn't just like sitting in his self and grounded. He was like kind of saying things to sound good and to try to like sound cool in front of like this person he was trying to woo. So he was like out of like out of his own energy. You know, he was like coming from a place of like, I need you to love me. I want you to want me. Um, I promise I won't start singing. And that he said he got zero clients from that. People heard it, but they didn't hear the real him. The next podcast, he had like done some inner work. He was like, okay, like let's let me get my shit together here. And all he did was like picked up the, up the mic and like started talking, just like, just started like being in his self. And it was, even though it was a smaller audience, he said that in that one podcast, he filled up his entire client roster for the rest of the year. So this is what I mean from like, before we share, we got to clean up our energy. Because if you're sharing from a place of like lack of confidence, from self-doubt, like, well, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure about this. Or you're like, I need these clients. I want people to love me. I don't really love myself, but I need you to love me so I can validate myself. Because if you love me, if you tell me I'm doing a great job, then I'm worthy. Like if it comes from that like place, it's going to land flat. Every time before I get on the mic, or I try to at least, I like get into my own energy. I'm going to tell you the truth right now. I wasn't planning on telling you this. I recorded this podcast last night and I was in a funk. I was in a real weird funk. And I was like, even though it's going to take a lot of time and it's going to kind of like, my team has to rearrange their schedule. Listen, I'm going to get myself in a better headspace and then I'm going to record the, ener- the podcast from that energy because it's that important to me. I want you, because when you're listening, you're receiving some type of energy, 
right? And I want you to receive the best of me. I want you to, it's not to say I can't have a shit day and it's not to say I can't be, you know, like a crabby patty and get on the mic anyway. It's just that if I'm coming from a place of like just weirdness, I don't want to broadcast that frequency out to you. Nah, no thank you. So here we are coming in live and direct. I listened to some music, got myself in a, I had clients all day, got myself into like good headspace and now I'm, I'm recording from like a clear channel. You dig? That's energy. Okay, so sharing is all about promoting oneself. Ooh, nobody likes to do that, right? I think of selling as sacred, okay? I really do, and I'm going to tell you why. You can be so good at your job, but if nobody knows that you're good or if nobody knows how you can help them, you can't have growth in your business and you can't help more people. So in order to spread your message far and wide to the people that you are seeking to serve and to the people that need your help, you have to be able to promote yourself. Otherwise, those people don't get helped. And that's why I think selling is sacred because it's simply, if we can just boil selling down, if we can take all of the sketchiness out of it, granted people do use like manipulation tactics and like sketchy selling tactics for sure. I I will admit that, but it doesn't have to be that way. Selling at its like most fundamental, as most core is providing people an opportunity to get help with what they're struggling with. Like I said earlier, like I've helped a lot of women balance hormones. I've seen a lot of babies come through your hormone revival. A lot of YHR babes. Can you imagine if I was like, well, I don't want to sell. I don't want to, I have this phenomenal program. It it's re, really makes a big impact in people's lives, but I can't sell. Selling's too sleazy. So I just, I might as well just not tell anybody about that. Well, maybe good for population control because there'd be less babies in the world. But you know what I'm saying? It's like we have to get outside of ourselves in order to sell our the thing. Like we have to stop with like the the self kind of destructive thought patterns that tell us we shouldn't share ourselves. But again, this is why this is why sharing is like up the pyramid because we have to do all the other building blocks before we get here. Um, and by the way, it's not like all of this, I, I see my business is like constantly evolving. You know, I'm working on all of these things all of the time. I'm working on every floor of the pyramid all of the time. It's not like, oh, set it and forget it. I did that and then I move on. Or, you know, we're kind of like facilitating growth and uh, evolution and all of these things all of the time. But, you know, selling kind of, you got to feel confident. You got to be good at what you do. You got to feel confident in that. You got to come from a place of aligned energy and then you can make, make your offer to the world. And this is something I really hone in on in the Functional Nutrition Academy because I, I hate that people are so terrified to sell. Um, you can sell from a place of service, from a place of gratitude, from a place of deep reverence for the people you are helping. You can do that. And many times people think, well, I just got to, I tried to sell, nobody bought, I have a problem with my strategy. Maybe that can definitely be the case. But again, it comes back to why can other people have success with that strategy? Maybe it's an energy thing, right? You typically don't always have to work on your selling strategy. You need to work on your energy. And this is why we cover both of these things in the Functional Nutrition Academy. Strategy does matter. 
It absolutely matters, but strategy without the energy to hold it up tends to fall flat. Or kind of worst case scenario, it can leave you with some disgruntled customers because you may be selling out of alignment with yourself. And that usually doesn't always end well. So you need to strategize. If you want to work on strategy, strategize how to feel more confident in your work and in your offers, right? That's why confidence and energetics come before sharing and selling. If people aren't buying what you're selling, it might be because you skipped a step or two. And that's what we're going to go over in this course. So if you hone your craft, if you're confident in what you're doing, if you're confident in what you're offering, if you've cleared up some subconscious beliefs that keep your energy out of alignment with what you're trying to do, then selling just becomes a whole heck of a lot easier because you're just saying, hello world, here are my gifts. Here's how I could help. And you don't have to do it in any like weird, uncomfortable or manipulative ways. Okay. And then, then we get to the top of the pyramid with visibility. This is the business expansion. This is the financial growth. This is the going viral. And this all happens at the top. And then I'm going to tell you, because once you get to the top, they say it's lonely at the top, but whatever you do, (laughs) name that song. Um, Once you get there, then there's like a whole other set of tricks that you, that you have to implement once you're, once you're there at the top. So we will, I promise we'll talk about that, uh, in the energetics of expansion course. Now, I think I've been talking for a really long time, but I do, I do want to kind of close out with the long game. Somebody, cause I think it fits into this picture. So stay like, keep listening. Don't, don't leave me now because, because this is important. Um, somebody said like, how, what about playing the long game? And I adore this question because I think that, you know, the, like, teach me how to go viral. It's so like flash in the pan, right? It's like a moment in time. And like teaching somebody how to go viral or teaching somebody how to be a salesperson is like teaching them how to do good on a first date, like perform really well on a first date. But what about the rest of the relationship? If we're in such a hurry, to make a sale or to be seen or to go viral or to grow, we can miss the connection. That viral video is one moment. That sale is one moment. But the relationship with your clientele, the relationship with your customers, that can be a lifetime. And so making real connections with people will take you so much further in business. And I think that this has to, this long game has to come into, uh, into conversation when we're talking about this like culture of like virality of going viral. Cause it's like, do you want to go viral once or do you want to have a business that is sustainable and regenerative? I know what I'm going to choose every day of the week. Going viral was cool, but it is no replacement for the the business that I've built over the past 12 years. And that came by playing the long game. Back in 2011, story time now, you have to listen to this one because I think this is going to give you like a little pep talk and make you feel less bad. Um, Back in 2011, I was just finishing up yoga teacher training. Maybe it was 2010. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was finishing up yoga teacher training and I realized that so much of what I was learning through my yoga practice and that education was, had helped me navigate and heal an eating disorder and my relationship to food and my relationship to my body. And I'm like, oh, I would love to create 
some curriculum around this. I would love to create a workshop around this. If it can help me, it can help other people. Okay, let's put it together. So I called it Yoga and Food. And it was a workshop. And I charged maybe $10, maybe $19, like under $20. And it was hosted on freeconferencecall.com. Yep, you called in. You called in on your telephone and you listened to me teach the workshop. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, totally. Totally. That, that happened. And three people enrolled, one of which was my mom. Thanks, ShareBear, for always being there. Now, at this point, I could have said, I could have viewed this as failing. I could have viewed it as a failure. I could have canceled. I could have said, who am I to do this? I could have said, this is evidence that nobody wants to pay to hear me speak. I could have, you know, came up with every reason to just cancel myself. And I didn't. I showed up and I taught the class. And I taught that class with every, you know, like I don't half-ass anything. I taught the class with my whole bum. And I acted as though I was speaking to hundreds. Because one day I would be. And in fact, today I speak to thousands. But had I treated that like a failure, had I treated that as evidence that nobody wants to hear my, my, my gifts, I would have stopped myself before I was even getting started. I would have taken myself out of the game before the game even freaking began. Think about how many times people do this. You yourself might be guilty of the same. Um, back to big magic. Elizabeth Gilbert was talking. She's like, I, I always knew I wanted to be a writer and that was just my game plan. And so she would, you know, send in uh, her writing to agents and get rejection letters. And she said, I disliked the rejection letters. Who wouldn't? But I took the long view. My intention was to spend my entire life in communion with writing, period. Editors could reject me all they wanted. I wasn't going anywhere. That's the vibe. That is the vibe and the whole damn prize right there. Keep your eyes on the prize. You are in this for the long haul. It's like my, one of my favorite Jay-Z quotes. I'm not looking at you dudes. I'm looking past you. I don't have to be worried about what everybody else is doing all of the time. I've got my eyes focused on the horizon. I know what I'm building. I know where I'm going. I have the self-trust. I have the confidence. I know. I know I can do this. And when you are locked in like that, the time becomes irrelevant, right? Faith, you got to have faith. I promise I won't start singing. It's so hard not to just bust out in song, but I have a terrible singing voice, so I just won't do that to you. Faith is believing in something even when you have no evidence. Um, I just read Lessons in Chemistry. Phenomenal book. Probably one of my favorite novels that I've read this year. Must read. Add it to your summer reading list. And there's uh, one of the characters is a five-year-old girl named Mad. And she has a friend who is a bishop or a priest. And they're talking about faith. And her friend, the bishop, says, you know, Mad, religion is based on faith. And she looks at him and she has like concern in her eyes. And she says, but you know that faith isn't based on religion. 
gave me a good chuckle, but we have to have faith. Think of like the Steve Jobs, that unshakable confidence, that unwavering faith, despite evidence to the contrary. You just keep going. You're like, I know this is what I meant to do. Therefore, I'm going to keep going. I've heard it said before that desires are like future memories. If it's on your heart to do, it's on your heart for a reason. A Course in Miracles says, those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I'm not there yet, it really doesn't matter. You know, like you might be looking to your peers or you might be looking to me and you're like, well, I'm not there yet. Like I, this course isn't for me or this type of conversation isn't for me or FNA isn't for me because I'm not there yet. It does not matter where you are. You have to focus on the becoming because we'll look at somebody who we think is killing it and we'll say, well, it's easy for her to say because blah, blah, blah. She can do what I can. It's easy for her. And this, this is the exact thought process that takes us out of the game. This is the thought that stops us in our tracks. This is the thought will sideline you indefinitely. This is a way to quit on yourself before you even start. So you cannot compare yourself to others and you cannot compare your start to somebody else's middle. And you can't compare yourself to the version of you that you want to be in 10 years and look ahead and say, there's no way. You have to start the process of becoming her now. So if you're listening to me and you haven't gotten started yet, and maybe, maybe you're thinking, Well, it's easy for you to say because you have a platform and you have a big business. Believe me, we all do this. You know, it's easy for them because blah, blah, blah. We all do it. You know, it's a dirty little secret. We all freaking do it. But I want to tell you, in case you are thinking, well, it's easy for you, but how do you think I got here? Started from the bottom. Now we here. I started on the yoga floor. Okay. My start, I'm going to give you a little bit of an insight into how I built this. My start was making $14 an hour at a health food store. Uh, But I got to learn about the industry. I got to meet people in my uh, community. And then I left that job with no backup plan. My husband, my fiance, who's now my now husband, my, my fiance at the time was like, who does this? Like, what's your plan? Uh, but I just knew it wasn't, you know, I knew I had to leave that full-time job in order to start my own thing. And so I started, I created a three-week program, a nutrition program. I charged like $29 for it, I think, 29, like around that. And I delivered that information through Word docs and email. So it wasn't like, I need a new fancy website. I need this. I need, nope, nope. I just started. I just created Word docs and then sent them out an email. And then I eventually took that program, the structure, the bones of that program, and I built it into a program that I could offer to a local yoga studio. And I started doing that for a 70-30 split, got access to a different audience. And then from there, I generated enough interest that people started hiring me one-on-one. I didn't have an office space, so I met people in the yoga studio. We sat on yoga blocks on the floor, and I charged $60 an hour. And then eventually, I was like, "Mm, maybe I should, you know, get a desk. And so I borrowed my mom's desk, and we moved it into our little beach rental. Uh, It's like a thousand square foot house. And one of the rooms I turned into my office, and I started seeing clients there. And my point is, the work compounds. 
The work builds on itself, right? What you do today impacts who you will be in 10 years. Start the process of becoming her now. And by the way, along the way, you get to build character. You get to build tenacity. You get to build skill set. And yes, you get to build authenticity all along the way. This is how we do it. We don't build these things by a flash in the pan viral video. That's not how it happens. That's not how it works. It looks sexy. It looks glamorous. It looks alluring. It's not how you build longevity. So just get started. Start the process now. The work, remember, it compounds on itself. What you do today will impact you in 10 years. Okay, I think I've been talking for long enough. I am going to come back next week, I promise, to hit you with some more goodies. I've got more to say that I think people can really benefit from. So listen, if you want all of this kind of stuff infused into your subconscious mind on a bi-weekly basis, and you want 40 plus hours of business and entrepreneurial training, and you want all of the education and the clinical mentorship to hone your craft and get really good, join the Functional Nutrition Academy. That go to, uh, what is it? Functionalnutritionacademy.com. There you go. We'll link it up in the show notes. And if you're not a clinician, but you do want to dip your toe in, get a little taste of the action and learn more about how I built this, the Energetics of Expansion course is for you. Again, if you join FNA by August 12th, you will get access to this live access. So, um, so yeah. All right. Come back next week. And then for those of you who are not business owners, I promise that We'll come back online with like, you know, normal stuff, normal non-business stuff. We'll be talking about celiac disease. We've got gluten coming up. Um, We've got Lara Brighton talking about hormones. So I've got some juicy gems waiting in the wings for you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.